0: Welcome to the Embassy City Podcast. This is the first week of our new series, Make Room. Today's message is titled, Pray for More. Thanks for listening today. Now let's join Pastor Tim.
1: What's up, people? Let's get it, right? I'm here for it. Y'all, I'm so full. I'm literally shaking right now. Like, y'all can't see it, but like, I'm doing backflips in my my soul um uh uh, we are going into a new series called make room and um uh this i don't know how long this series is going to last i don't even know what the holy spirit is doing um uh but but he wants to speak to us in this season i believe there's a season uh where he wants to speak to each and every one of us through his word and that's going to come through a series of prophetic messages now when i say that the messages are prophetic, what I simply mean is that um, as I preach and as I teach, God's going to be saying some things through the word and the words that he gives me that are going to hit you right in the chest. You will literally feel like your phone was tapped, like your DMs were read, like your text messages were hacked, because I think he wants to speak to you that specifically. Uh, uh, Just short of just having... Uh, a, a time of uh, presbytery, uh, if you've ever been exposed to that, or having a word of knowledge or somebody telling you to stand up, you in the red, stand up. God has a word for you. I believe He's going to speak through His word to each and every one of us through these weeks. And so I need your hearts to be open. Uh, I, I need your eyes to be closed and your ears to be attentive to what God is saying to you. In the faith realm, We don't get what we see. We get what we hear. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. In the the, uh, spirit realm, your eyes are your ears. You don't get what you see. You get what you hear. What you see is the confirmation of what you heard. And so I believe he wants to speak, and so uh, the series is called "Make Room" for all of my nerds in the building. Um, uh, the series is called "Make Room." And I want to read uh, the first uh, uh, passage in this series in First Chronicles chapter number four. If you haven't been to Chronicles in a while <laughs> it's in the Bible. Some of y'all are like, what? Chronic? Chrono- Does he mean Corinthians? No. I mean Chronicles. Chronicles chapter number four. First Chronicles. There's actually two. <laughs> First Chronicles chapter number four. Thank you, Holy Spirit. First Chronicles chapter number four. I'm going to give so many bonus points for what I'm about to read right now. Woo. I study good too, huh, baby? <laughs> I went over these words last night with Juliet so I can get them right. <laughs> Won't be embarrassed this morning. First Chronicles chapter number four, starting at the first verse, here's what it says. The descendants of Judah were Perez, Hezron, Carmi, Hur, and Shobal. Shobal's son, Reiah, was the father of Jahath. Jahath was the father of Ahumai, and Lahad. These were the families of the Zerathites. See what you've been missing? <laughs> the descendants of Etam were Jezreel, Ishma, Idbash, and their sister, Hazel Laponi. <laughs> That's her name, don't laugh. Penuel, the father of Gedor, and Ezer, the father of Husha. These were the descendants of her, the firstborn of Ephrathah, the ancestors of Bethlehem. Ashur, the father of Tekoa, had two wives named Hila and Nara. Now let's just pause. That's not how it goes down now. So if anybody was trying to matchmake and pick two, it's not how we do this now, okay? <laughs> Nara gave birth to Ahuzam, Hefer, Tamini and Hash- HaHashtari. Hela gave birth to Zareth, Izhar, Ethnan, and Kaz, who became the ancestor of Anub, Zobiba, and all the families of Aharhel, son of Haram. There was, a name, there was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. (laughs) Oh, that's good. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. The first first message in this series of prophetic messages, pray for more. You need to pray for more. There might be some people in here that are saying, God has been so good to me, I don't even need to pray for more. And yet he tells you to pray for more. There's some people in this room that don't think they deserve any more, yet he says, pray for more. Mercy. There's some people in this room that feel like you have been disqualified for more, yet he says, pray for more. So Holy Spirit, we pray for more. Amen. Uh, the book of First and Second Chronicles is an uh, endeavor to keep meticulous historical accounts of the promises of God through the generations of Israelites. There are uh, some historians that uh, ascribe uh, First Chronicles and Second Chronicles to Ezra, the person that brought reformation after the exile of the Israelites from the Babylonians. Ezra does not give any hint or indication that it is him in his writings, uh, but the historians presuppose that because Ezra is the one that brought the Reformation, brought them back to the law, and kept these incredibly uh, uh, meticulous genealogical accounts, that maybe he is the one who wrote First and Second Chronicles. I am not sure, I'm not here to debate that, All I know is somebody loved God enough and wanted to track his promises so closely that they didn't just look at the obvious places where God was doing something like in the life of David or in the life of Elisha or in the life of Elijah or in the life of Isaiah, the prophet or uh, in the life of Jeremiah, the prophet. He actually uh, decided to pare it down and make a long list of the families that were included in the promise. Can you imagine if you were tasked to go back five generations and just write down everybody in the family by name, all of the people that were born, the people that were married to, the kids that they had over and over again just for the last five generations. If you go back to uh, uh, 1 Chronicles chapter number one, he starts with Adam. And says, I'm going to break this promise that God has given all the way back to Adam and work my way up. The reason why I thought it was important to read uh, this account that he draws from by the story in the tribe of Judah is because every single name mattered. You can't just Run through the generations and just look at the people that God used in a very evident way. You have to literally go back and look at everybody that God used on the way to the person that we see and know. Because what you see between all of these names is God's faithfulness in their generation Until the generation would step out and really declare boldly that Jesus Christ is Lord that God is my salvation that we are the ones that are supposed to step into the promises that God has given which means that there is no generation that's insignificant that the God of Abraham the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob are not just the ones that get shy it is also Joseph and Ephraim and Manasseh and Naphtali and Gad and Judah and Asher that get in on the blessings that God has given to his people. Your grandmother prayed you into the relationship with you, that you have with God right now. You didn't just get here by yourself. It wasn't just your own prayers. It wasn't just your own thoughts. It was the prayers of your your grandparents and your great grandparents that literally stepped you into the faith that you have right now because a promise was given to them. And although they wouldn't see it, they still get credit for believing it. Abram never saw the promised land. But it was accounted unto him as righteousness that by faith he believed that God was going to give him something that he wouldn't even live long enough to receive. You may be hearing a word from God that he's going to do big things through you. And you may have become disappointed going, God, I'm getting older and how come it hasn't happened yet? And God's going, I said I was going to do big things through you. I never gave you a guarantee that I would be doing it to you. But I did say I would do it through you, that the faith that you have stepped into your great grandchild is going to be one of the best evangelists that the world has ever seen. The only thing I need you to do is stay faithful to the word that I am giving you, even though you won't see it. The fact that you believe it means that souls, countless souls are going to be saved for the kingdom because of you. Everybody knows about Billy Graham being one of the greatest evangelists that America has ever produced. But nobody remembers the name of the guy that led him to Jesus. Perhaps he was a greater evangelist than Billy. For it had not been for the discernment that this man had when a young man came into a shoe store, Billy Graham maybe would have been on a different track in life. So we cannot ascribe... Blessings to fame. We can't say God's really using us because everyone knows about us. We can't say God must be really using me because I'm looking at my Instagram count and it's real high right now. I must have a word from God because uh, uh, there's that many likes. There's 15,000 likes on my sermon. No, 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 no. If there was only five likes, it doesn't matter. If, are you being obedient to what God has called you to do? Because obedience is better than sacrifice. My parents pastored a church for 15 years. That's the church I gave my life to Christ in. It wasn't any of these churches I've been a part of since I moved to Texas. It wasn't the Potter's House. It wasn't uh, Gateway Church. It was actually the faithfulness of Charles and Maxine Ross. Obeying God when I was 12 years old, when he said, I want you to start a church and them clearing out 50, uh, clearing out their living room and bringing in 30 brown chairs from Ace Hardwood store and getting an a, a extra pulpit uh, from my godmother's storage and plopping it in the middle of the living room, opening up her Bible, Maxine Ross, Pastor Maxine Ross now, and starting to declare that Jesus is the hope of the world. The first two members of that church were Timothy and Miles Ross. (laughs) My daddy wasn't even at the first service because he was still deaconing at the other church and had to balance their accounts before he could come on the second week. And my mom was the praise and worship leader. And she was the one that played the keys. And then she was the one that opened in prayer. And then she was the one that opened the Bible and, be, and began to declare the faithfulness of God in her generation. Yeah. Little did she know that the 13-year-old boy that she was preaching to would be the one that God would take around the world to preach to others. But had it not been for her faithfulness in the living room to start preaching the message that God gave her, you wouldn't even have me here preaching this message to you. And so when you see a name like Hazelaponi, don't mock her because she was faithful, too. When you see a name like Jotham, don't mock it. Because he was faithful too. When you see a name like HaHashtari, don't giggle because they were faithful too. It's not just a few, it takes the faith of many to see God's manifest presence and blessing in the earth. But then it gets to this guy. I mean, the reason why I wanted to, to, to read it to you because I wanted to show you that there was literally nothing exciting going on except some names. And this person had this person and this person got married and show ball, had a daughter and this person had a son and but that but eight verses of just people being born, people dying, people being born, people dying. And then all of a sudden, there was this guy named Jabez. It's like the Chronicler. He could have just said, and then Jabez was born, then he died, and then the next person was born, and then they died. And here's Jabez's kids. All right, let's go. But they, they, they pause on Jabez. They don't run past Jabez. Jabez gets two full verses. You know you must be somebody in Chronicles. A whole book that's dedicated to the preservation of the historical account. The children of Israel, you know you must be good. Your name ain't David. Your name's not Solomon. Your name is Jabez. And instead of just naming you next to another name and moving on, Jabez, they pumped the brakes for two full, juicy verses. Just to talk about Jabez.
2: Jabez? There was a guy named Jabez. And Jabez
1: was more honorable than his other brothers. Wow. Well, I mean, praise the Lord. Seems like this is a great guy. Actually, it seems like his whole family is great. But the chronicler just wants us to know that not only was Jabez honorable, he was more honorable than his other brothers. Now, let's just pause and reflect on the fact that I just want to be honest enough to say, I don't know how you rank honor. I didn't know they had degrees. It said everybody was honorable, but Jabez was more honorable than his other brothers, which means he had the respect of his family. He had the respect of his community. His life seems to have been okay. Until the chronicler points out, Yeah, but um, I think you should know that his name is Jabez uh, because of something his mom experienced. His name means pain and sorrow. And his name means pain and sorrow because of the way his mother experienced him at birth. Now, I want you to imagine being given a name not because of something you've done, but because of the way someone has experienced you. That before you could even get into the earth to put down roots and show your your character and fidelity to God, the integrity that you would have to scripture, somebody has already assigned you a name based on the way they experienced you at birth. I'm not here to call out his mama. I'm just here to call out the facts. (laughs) I'm not coming after nobody's mama today. I am going to say, though, uh, that uh, his mom may have taken the birth she was having a little too personally because she left her son with a name that would remind him, not for a moment, but for the rest of his life, that he calls someone pain and sorrow. I want you to imagine trying to be successful against a name that contradicts everything that has to do with success. I want you to imagine growing up and, 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 and trying to have fun in your neighborhood with your, with, with your friends in your community, but every time they call your name, it makes you kind of flinch because your name literally means pain and sorrow. You're reminded of it day and night. And that he would literally ascribe to to grow up and be an honorable man when his name means pain and sorrow is a feat that is worthy of applause all by itself. If Jabez never did nothing else great again, the fact that his name didn't line up with his life That you would be an honorable man and not just honorable, you're more honorable than all of your brothers and your other family members. We applaud you. Wow. You are amazing. Jabez, you have you've climbed out of a hole. You've beat the statistics. You didn't become the prophetic word that your mom gave you. You snapped a generational curse. You made it to the other side. There's some people in this room. The fact that you just made it out of your family to be who you are today is a sign that God is with you. You should have been the next drunk. You should have been the next hoe. You should have been the next criminal. You should have been the next person to be incarcerated. But for somehow and some way, God in his faithfulness allowed you to not become the statistic. Who ain't that enough? That should make 50 people happy right there. That I am not what my parents are. I am not. If y'all ever come to my family reunion, you would know straight up that I am literally the black sheep of the family. I gave my life to Jesus. Everybody is still smoking weed in the garage. And I'm over here living my best life with Jesus. Everybody is still mad and holding grudges and passive aggressive and petty in the family. And they still hating on each other. And I'm here for the love of Jesus. It's not by my willpower. It's by his transformative power that I have found this grace. So it seems like it would be enough, right? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Jabez, you did it. Your name means pain. Every time time they call you, hey, pain. Pain. Mama said get in the house. (laughs) Sorrow. 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 Mom said, get in the house. Imagine being reminded every day. And you just keep thinking to yourself, I won't be pain today. I will not be sorrow today. I will not live up to that name today. I will be different. I know I know what the name means, but I'm going to be honorable in spite of the name. I'm going to be a man of character in spite of the name. I'm going to be a woman of integrity in spite of the name. I don't care what's coming against me. I'm still going to be a person that honors God. And it's this guy who's already made a marker for himself in life. If we only had verse number nine, it would be enough. Wow, Jabez is not just a guy that had a name, but he was more honorable than all of his siblings. But then Jabez, so there's something in Jabez. Jabez wasn't rest with just being honorable. Jabez, there was something in Jabez that just, he just could not rest with where his life was. He didn't say it was bad. Didn't say it was overly great. But something on Jabez and something in Jabez said, there's got to be more. There's got to be more than this. And the reason why Jabez has two full verses is simply because he prayed for something in addition to what he already had. Now that takes some boldness. That that, that takes some security in the relationship that you have with your God. That he would just look up to heaven and say, listen, I know I've beat the odds. I know I'm an honorable man. I am praying for more. I'm praying for more than what I have. I'm praying for more than the situation I'm in. I am praying for more. And the prayer that he prays is so simple. And it gives us an indication of how much he trusts God. Because he doesn't pray for anything really specific. He knows that his relationship with God is is secure enough that he can pray for more. Without getting too detailed. So in verse number 10, what it says is he prayed to the God of Israel and said, oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. Oh, that you would bless me. He didn't tell him how. He just said, I I, I already know you've you've done some good things in my life, but but I want you to bless me anyway. Bless me with some more. Well, what do you want, Jabez? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Let's not get this twisted. Sir, I would never be so myopic than to tell you what to bless me with. Because I know if I do it in my own mind, I will limit myself to what you want to do. I know you to be a God that can do exceedingly abundantly above what I can ask or think. Which means if I can think it, you can do something better. If I can ask it, you can do something greater. So I'm not going to even tell you how I want you to bless me. I'm just telling you to bless me. Because I know that you know me. So, so I know that you can give me a blessing I can handle and not a blessing that will give me some, some, some nightmares. I know that you'll give me a blessing that I can actually steward and not a blessing that's going to make me fumble and stumble. Out of my obedience and my fidelity to you, I, I, I don't know exactly how you want to bless me. That's not my business. But would you? I don't know what you want to do, and I don't know how you want to do it, but could you? I don't know exactly uh, 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 the, the, the right thing to say, so I'm just going to blank check it. Oh, yes, I should blank check it because, because uh, the chronicler has taken meticulous notes on, on all the things that you have done and the faithfulness you've had to Israel. And I distinctly remember when Moses said, who should I say sent me? They're gonna ask, "What is his name?"
2: And God thought to himself, "I, I got so many names. I mean, I am Jehovah Jireh. I'm the Provider. I am Jehovah Shalom. I am peace. I am Jehovah Sichanu.
1: I am uh, 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 Jehovah Rofi. I, I I'm, 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 I can, I can have a lot of, a lot of names." But you don't know what you're going to need from day to day. So I can't give you a name that would box me in. If I only came as provider, what you going to do in a battle? If I only showed up as a warrior, what you going to do when you need some peace? If, if, if I only show up in times of peace, what are you going to need to do when you need redemption? So, so uh, I got to give you a bigger name. So I'm gonna give you the I am that I am name. What the, what name? When they ask you who am I, go tell them I am that I am. Well, well uh, clarity? Oh, you want clarity? Tell them whatever they need me to be on the day that they need me to be it, I will be that. That means I will be a cloud by day when it's super hot outside, and I will be a pillar of fire by night when it's super cold outside. That means I'll be rotter out of a rock when you get thirsty, and I will be your rear guard when the Egyptians are coming behind you. Whatever you need me to be, I will be that. And I know there's at least 100 people in here that know that the time that you've been going with Jesus, you haven't just needed him to be peace. You needed him to be a deliverer and you haven't just needed him to be a deliverer. You've needed him to be your healer and you haven't just needed him to be a healer. You've needed him to be a protector, a provider, someone to keep you sane. He said, just bless me. He said, bless me. And talking about praying for more because he didn't just say, bless me. He said, I want you to bless me and I want you to expand my territory. And once again, I'm not gonna tell you what territory that is. I'm not gonna tell you I want Irving and Euless. I'm not gonna tell you that I want Carrollton and Richardson. I'm not gonna point in a direction Because once again, I know based on these meticulous notes from this chronicler that you told Abraham in Genesis chapter number 13 after he separated from Lot, look up, look to the north, the south, the east, and the west. Abe, everything you can see is yours. No matter what way you swivel your head, it belongs to you. If you go south, it's yours. You go east, it's yours. You go west, it's yours. You go north, it's yours. Th- Thank you, Holy Spirit. There's some people in here, you're, you're, you're really concerned about your next move. You've been stuck for seven months trying to figure out, I don't know the next move to make. Somebody is watching online, you've literally been going, I don't know what's my next move, and God is saying, the next, whatever the next move is, I'm with you. You think you're waiting on God to tell you the next place to go. And God is saying, whichever way you go, I will be with you. You've been way too faithful to me for way too long for me to put parameters around your life any longer. I am not concerned about you leaving me. You've graduated. I don't know who this is for. You have graduated to the point that you don't need to ask me where to go. You choose, and I'm going with you. Hey, Shanda You choose, and I'm going with you. You want the job in New York? Go. I'll be with you. You want the job in South Carolina? Go. I'll be with you. You want to live on the West Coast? Go. I will be with you. You want to stay down south? Open up the business. I will be with you. You don't have to go anywhere.
2: I'm just, wait, I'm just waiting for the Lord. Just,
1: just don't know. I just the door, the, the, door, the, the door flung wide open for you. And you got scared. <gasps> I went up to the door to knock on it, and it just flew open. So I'm just now asking the Lord if he wants me to walk through it. Knowing that he is the God that opens doors that no man can shut, and he shuts doors that no man can open. That is your door. You prayed for more. Walk through the door. It's for you to have. Well,
2: you already, do, you've done so much. I just don't wanna, you know what I mean? I uh, Don't wanna be greedy, I just. Uh, I mean, the bonus, uh, yeah, the bonus was like $700,000. I just feel like, oh, my God, what, why are you? I mean,
1: uh-huh. Because you were faithful with $700. <laughs> and after you were faithful with $700, he gave you a, a bonus of $7,000. And now that you've got $7,000, he can give you a bonus of 750 it, Why would you limit yourself? Why, thank you, Holy Spirit. Why would you ever go to God? And say, that's enough now. Appreciate what you've done. Slow your road, Dad. You're getting way too extravagant with your gifts. Just, I just, it's kind of obnoxious at this point. Uh, I don't need all that. You asked him to make you a blessing. So you could be a blessing. And now you're scared to pray for more? You were the one that kept saying, if the Lord ever blessed me, I would do this for people. And I would do that for people. And if he ever gave me this much, then I would do this for my family. And I would do that for my nephew. And I would do this for my cousins. And now he wants to do it. And you're like, dah, dah, dah. <laughs> I, don't, I, uh,
2: I didn't know you were serious. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't
1: know that this is what you, you was really going to do it. See, see, you can't, mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. You can't be afraid of this. I knew when the Lord gave me the title that people in here would be like, oh, mm-mm, no, 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 no. I am praying for more. I don't, that sounds like, that sounds like prosperity. That, 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 that sounds like he, he, he's, he's drifting off now. I don't, mm-mm. he need to come back because you won't give yourself permission. It hasn't been God that's holding you back. It's been you. You have a poverty mentality. Now, okay, I got it out. You have a poverty mentality. And I'm not talking about a poverty mentality that says, if you stop thinking like uh, 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 a person in poverty, you'll be a millionaire. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that when you have a poverty mentality, you think you don't deserve anything more than what you have. You believe that your connection to God is through struggling. You, you feel more saved and you feel more sanctified in the struggle. And every time he tries to bless you, you, start, you don't feel that struggle. And now you're like, the Lord might not be with me. It's that poverty mentality holding you back from the blessings of God. Pray for more. Pray Four more. He wants to do more. He wants to give you more. But you gotta pray for it. God can't do anything in the earth unless He does it through a man or a woman, and you gotta pray it down. You're not gonna walk outside, and the Amazon delivery is gonna be waiting for you. Oh, I didn't even know. Looks like the Lord decided to give me more. Jabez's whole life was changed because he prayed for it to change. Change my life, and I promise to give you glory. Change my life, and I promise to honor you. Change my life, and I promise I will give you the praise. Change my life. And if anybody asks where it came from, I'd be a fool to say it was me. I know who gave me my blessings. I know where my help comes from. I know who's my source. I know who my healer is. I know who my deliverer is. I know. He said, he said, bless me and expand my territory. Then, then he says, please be with me. And all that I do, you bless me, you expand me. I'm cool with all of it as long as you're with me. I don't want to be anywhere where you're not present. If you leave, I leave. You go, I go. (laughs) You stay, I stay. You depart, I depart. I don't want to be anywhere where you're not going to be. I, I, I need to, I need to make sure that we're connected at all times because I can't enjoy my blessings without you. If you expanded my territory and left me, I couldn't even enjoy it anymore. If you don't believe me, ask Saul. Saul was anointed by Samuel to be king, but because he disobeyed God, God departed from Saul, scripture says. He did not take his kingdom. He did not take his money. He did not take his palace. He didn't take anything but his presence. He left them with the kingdom. He left them with the palace. He left them with the money. But in the kingdom and in the palace and with all the possessions minus God, he went crazy. I don't know who this is for, but anything you try to get without God will make you go crazy. Keep the relationship without God in it. Y'all gonna go crazy. Keep the job without God, you won't enjoy it. Keep the car without God, you won't even be able to enjoy the ride. He said, whatever I do, please go with me. Then he says this at the end and I'm done.
2: I've been waiting the whole sermon.
1: Get to this. (laughs) And keep me from all trouble and pain. Keep me from all trouble and pain. I want you to bless me. I want you to expand our territory. I want you to be with me in everything I do. And I want you to keep me from all trouble and all pain. Let me put it a different way. Please don't let me live up to my name. Please don't let me live up to this name my mama gave me. She named me sorrow and she named me pain. With that name should come trouble and pain and sorrow for the rest of my life. But don't let me live up to that name. And when I read this part, y'all... I was literally like, what in the world is that?
2: Why why would you leave him with this name? Because God, you be changing names.
1: You are a name-changing God. I know you didn't stop changing names just because it was Chronicles. You are a name-changing God. You changed Abram's name to Abraham. You changed his name from high father to a father of many nations for no other reason than for, them to, than for him to have capacity to hold what you were given him. You wanted his name to match his situation. You will no longer be called Abram. You shall now be called Abraham. And it is that ham part that God blew into his name and it expanded him to be the father of many nations. You changed Abraham's name. You changed Jacob's name. You changed Jakey
2: (laughs) from flaky
1: (laughs) to a prince. You will no longer be called Jacob because every time they say Jacob, all we think about is you tricking people. All we think about is you hustling people. All we think about is you deceiving people. You need another name. I'm changing you from a deceiver to a prince. From now on, when they call your name, all they're going to hear is prince. All they're going to hear is royalty. He, he changed that name. Jacob got this revelation so much that when his, when his, when his wife Rachel was given birth, and dying at the same time, pushing out life and dying on the inside. That she literally pushed that baby out and named him Benoni. Yep. Yeah. She put a curse on him based on the way she experienced him. Benoni, son of my weakness. And Jacob, who had just fought for his name change said, I refuse to let another generation have to fight to change their name. I had to fight for my name to change as a grown man. I will not let my son go out like that. His name will not be Benoni. His name shall be Benjamin, son of my right hand. And the reason why we don't have a tribe of weakness to this day, we don't have a tribe of Benoni that would have been a reminder Of his weakness, we have a tribe of strength. Benjamin, son of my right hand. So I kept thinking to myself, God, you be changing
2: names. Why would you leave Jabez with this name? I mean, Jesus even changed Peter's name. It was Simon. He said, I can't call you that no more.
1: I got to call you something else. Because you're so inconsistent and you're angry and you're temperamental be cutting off people's ears, (laughs) cussing people out, denying me to people. (laughs) That's all of us without the Holy Spirit. Angry, inconsistent, disappointing, disobedient.
2: And he said,
1: I'm going to call you Peter. So I asked the Lord, why didn't you change Jabez's name? Please tell me, sir. I have to know. Because... I've seen you be a name changer all throughout scripture and this dude gets put in the same situation Rachel was in with Benoni and you change his name to Benjamin why did you leave Jabez with the name Jabez? Ooh, This answer blew my face off. I said Holy Spirit why didn't you change his name? The Holy Spirit said yeah you're right. I did change Abram's name. And yes, I did change Jacob's name. I did change Benoni's name. Yes, Tim, you you caught me. I did change Simon's name. But this boy was different. God wanted him to keep that name. Because he wanted Jabez to be a walking contradiction. To the curse that was pronounced upon him. If you want to know why I gave Jabez more. It's not just because he asked. But I wanted everything I gave him. To testify. That there is no sorrow. And there is no pain. That is so insurmountable in his life that I can't put a blessing on him. And a blessing indeed. Pray for more. Pray for a better marriage. Pray for more finances. Pray for the kids more. Pray that he would bless you. Pray that he would enlarge your territory. Pray that he would never leave you. Pray that he would give you no pain and no sorrow, no trouble. I dare you to pray for it. I dare you to pray for more. Not to floss. Not to run out and buy something shiny. Not for the gram. Not for the fam. Just pray that he would make you a walking contradiction. How does someone like
2: you get blessed with something like that?
1: Some of your friends going to be scratching their head because they went to high school with you. And they're going to look at you and go, how? Some of your
2: college buddies, the way God's going to bless you in this season, they're literally going to be like, how did you? There's no way.
1: Because I know you. Some of your family, and your cousins, thank you, Holy Spirit. They're, 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 They're... I want to say this graciously. They 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 may they may give you a divine release. Y'all used to hang out a lot. But you notice now that, that they're not calling you as regularly because they can't handle the contradiction. There's no way... Th- Thank you, Holy Spirit. Some people, some people are going to look at the blessings that God gives you in this season and they are literally going to be upset because they think they outworked you. I've been doing all this good stuff. The Lord hasn't given me that and you just came into the kingdom. You just gave your life to Jesus six months ago. Why is he doing all that for you? It's just a contradiction. There's no way that God would take a boy that was sexually abused at eight, porn addict, highly promiscuous, low self-esteem, and then give him a gift to preach his his word around the world, that's just a walking contradiction. There's no way my life has been ugly and my wife can sit there and be that fine.
2: It's a walking contradiction.
1: God doesn't have to change your name. All he has to do is bless you. (laughs) Yes, Lord. So you have to pray for more. You have to pray for more. My instruction was to preach and to tell you to pray for more. But you're the one that has to do it. So if you're down for that, I need you to come right there, right here. You want to pray for more? Come right down here from wherever you are. Because he needs your permission. He cannot do it without your permission. He will not do it without your permission. Remember to be smart about this. You don't want to tell him what more looks like. You just want to make it generic. Lord, I just want more. I don't know what more look like. It could be more money, more peace. It could be more strength, more courage, more boldness. I don't know what more looks like, but you do. We pray for more. We pray for more. We pray for more. All hands up, let's go. When they're up like this, it's a sign of surrender. And God, we are surrendering our will and our way. We repent for not asking our dad for more. We repent from walking with God all of this time and treating him like a stepfather. Don't go ask for an extra scoop of ice cream. He might get mad. The devil is a lie. God has never been afraid of your prayers, even the dumb ones. (laughs) Just ask. Nathan and Noah, in the season they're in right now, 13 and 10, they ask me stuff, and they'll they'll preface it. and say, Dad, I'm going to ask you a question, but I already know you're going to say no. But I'm going to ask you anyway. You know why? They know I love them. My oldest son said, Daddy, I'm going to keep asking you the same question every day until you say yes. And under 72 hours, that boy had wore me out to the point that we was both playing NBA 2K22 on my PS5, which I told him he should never touch in his whole life. You know why? Because he kept asking his daddy for more. I know you gave me a PS4, and I know that's your PS5. I know you said I can't touch it. I want more, and I didn't look at him and say, "I can't." B- How dare you ask me for more? That's my child. You're his child. You're his son. You're his daughter, and he doesn't mind ask you asking for more. And low key, he's been waiting to give it to you. So come on, open up your mouth and just begin to pray. Just begin to pray. In English. (laughs) In English, God, thank you for more. God, I say that you are our father and we are your children. We ask you to bless us indeed. Bless us indeed. We ask you right now in the name of Jesus to enlarge our territory. Whatever that looks like, however you want to expand us, kingdom expansion, financial expansion, relational expansion, economic expansion, professional expansion. God, no matter how you want to do it, we say enlarge our territory. We ask you right now, God, that you would be with us in every single thing we do. That there's no season of life that we want to step into that you are not with us. So God, be with us. If you don't go, we don't go. But if you go, God, don't let us. I pray that you would give us boldness right now, that as we see the cloud move, we will move with the cloud, that we will not be intimidated into the season you are taking us into, that we will not be threatened by what that means for us. We boldly declare that we step into the next season because we're following you. And God, I pray that you don't let us live up to our names. Don't let us live up to the shame of our past, of our brokenness, of our habits, of our dysfunctions. God, we ask right now that you would make us a walking contradiction, that even though we've been through shame and even though we've been through some broken, disappointing places, God, that the way you bless us is as if we was always righteous, as if we were always holy, as if we were always faithful to your words we break a poverty mentality right now in Jesus' name. God, we break a poverty mentality right now in Jesus' name. A, a mentality that says I don't have permission, a, 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 a mentality that says I'm not worth it, a, a, a mentality that says, I am not worthy. God, we break that right now in Jesus' name. We are the righteousness of Christ Jesus. We are the righteousness of Christ Jesus. We are priests. We are a royal priesthood in the kingdom of God. You've lifted us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We are your masterpiece created anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that you planned for us to do long ago Ephesians 2.10 thank you Holy Spirit Romans 8 and 11 It's the power of the Holy Spirit that's working on the inside of us the same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in us also And it's by that same spirit that we can do the things that God has called us to do. So thank you for reminding us that we are your kids. We are not your stepkids. (laughs) We have been engrafted in. You literally took a dead branch that was never a part of the tree that has a root to Abraham and you stuck us into the promise. You stuck us into the blessing. You stuck us into it. So, God, we stand on your word. (laughs) We stand on your word and we say, Bless us indeed. 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 Yes, we will make room. We will make room. We will make room. We will. Make room. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord God, we seal this prayer. We seal this prayer. And we say that you have permission to do whatever you want to do. However, that blessing looks, it's on you, sir. However, expansion looks, it's on you, sir. Wherever you want to take us, it's on you, sir. However you want to clown us with the contradiction, it's on you, sir. Here's the wonderful thing about us declaring that we're in a season where God's going to make room. We ain't got to do nothing. If you started, you got to finish it. If he starts it, he'll finish it. He'll finish it. All he needs is our obedience. So Father God, we seal this prayer. We thank you We thank you. Thank you for all those that are watching online Thank you Lord God make room for them Make room for them Make room for them in Africa make room for them in the UK make room for them in Australia make room for them in Afghanistan in the Middle East make room for them in South America make room for them in the Caribbean make room for them to the north of us in Canada Make room Lord God. Make room Lord God. This is a prophetic word for anybody tied to this house. Not just who can make it into this house. So God, we thank you. Thank you for the expansion. Thank you Lord God. Thank you Lord God. Thank you Lord God. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord God. Thank you Lord God. Thank you Lord God. Thank you Lord God okay is there a Leslie here hi Leslie <laughs> he loves you so much that he literally just puts your head in my your name in my head I' He knows you by name. Yeah. Yeah. He knows you by name and he loves you. And there is a boldness and a courageousness that's coming back to you. I don't know how it left, I don't know what you got hit with. But God says there's a boldness that's coming back to you. In the past, people have misjudged that boldness and tried to label you other things. But God is saying, I made you bold and courageous. I made you outspoken. That, that's not some personality thing that you have to get in check. That's God saying, no, I made you like that. I made you to speak out. I designed you to speak out. And so, God, I thank you for Leslie. Thank you for calling her by name. Thank you that you're going to make room for her. Thank you that you're going to expand her territory. I thank you that you're going to be with her wherever she goes. And I thank you that you're going to make her a walking contradiction. Woo! Ho, ho, ho. Yes, Lord, what they said about you has never stuck to you. What they said about you has never stuck to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 90 days. I don't even know what that is. I ain't going to even try to act like I do. In the next 90 days, he'll prove it. He'll prove it. Come on, can we give God a, 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 a praise? Thank you, Lord. You're worthy, Jesus. All right, so uh, buckle up, buttercups. <laughs> this is what it's going to be like for the foreseeable future. Let's go. He's telling us to make room, yeah. and we're just going to let him speak to us yeah. in all those broken places. where how many, people ha- how many people know, based on what God revealed in this, in, in this word, how many, people, how, how many people can acknowledge, I did have a poverty mentality? thank you thank you for your honesty I really appreciate it I'm I'm so appreciative listen you can't you'll never pray this prayer with a poverty mentality because you think you don't deserve it and you'll automatically think I must be greedy you do know that asphalt in heaven is gold
2: Well, yes, that's up there, but. Uh,
1: <laughs> we still live down here and I went on a missions trip and well, and they're not living that way. And so I, I feel like, well, let him bless you so you can go handle the missions trip. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let him give it to you so he can get it through you. Yes. Let him bless your business indeed. Yes. Let him give you $5 million because yes. he can trust you to give it, give, give some to the kingdom. He won't tell you to give it all away. You can enjoy something with it. You. you can buy a house. He ain't scared of your house. <laughs> Do you know his house in heaven, we gonna all live in it? Not houses. It's a house. Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you in my dad's house. There are many rooms. So he ain't scared of your five-bedroom. He, he won't be scared of a seven-bedroom. He won't be scared of 14,000 square feet. I want It's just too big. Stop. Dad's house is way bigger than that. This is called light work. Let him bless you. Don't be afraid of the blessing. I used to be afraid of blessings because I feared failure. If you give it to me, I won't keep it. Don't give it to me and let me stumble. You, you see all of me. You know... you know I'm crazy sir I'm one I'm one decision away from messing this all up and he's like that's why you don't get off your face that's why you stay humble because you know you're crazy you know without me you couldn't do a thing changes your mindset so then God blessed me and he blessed me to be a blessing So so the blessing of of me being obedient and moving down here, I've been able to bless my family and my parents and thousands of people to give him glory. But you got to pray for more. You can't can't hope that just one day you wake up and you're blessed. Jabez went as far as he could on his own. And then he said, Well, you know, why don't you do something for me? I'm gonna just ask for a little bit more. I, I know I'm honorable, that's cool. But now, sir, boom, 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 boom. So thank you for admitting that. And now you're gonna have to fight to keep the revelation you have. Because I promise you, when you walk out this door, the enemy's gonna be like, You know good and well, that ain't gonna happen. You know ain't no blessing coming for you. You've already tried. Yeah, you tried, but you never prayed. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You tried and you never changed. Well, every time I get money, I lose money. It's a poverty mentality blocking that. Get a budget. Come on now. Stop buying stuff you can't afford. Be a good steward of what, what you already have. Then you can have more. I've seen too many basketball players and football players get signed to multimillion-dollar contracts, and within five years, they broke. It wasn't because of the money they had. This never changed. So if they couldn't keep $10 in the hood, they won't keep $10 million in the house change your mind, change your mind. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Bless the eggs we about to eat. We are ready for more. Does anybody sense it beside me? I feel that thing. I feel that thing so deep. I feel that thing. Lord, have mercy. God, we we sealed this whole service. Thank you for all the visitors that showed up. May they get their free gift and feel loved. (laughs) Uh, They've caught us in 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 a new season where we're making room, but we make no apologies. We're going with God. In Jesus' name. Before you leave, look at at least 10 people and tell them to make room. Make room. Make room, 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 make
0: room, Thanks for listening today. If this message spoke to you in any way, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. We would like to connect with you. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit embassycity.com. You can watch live on Sundays and view past messages on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Embassy City Church. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Embassy Irving. If you'd like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at embassycity.com or text Embassy City, all one word, to 77977. We pray you have a great week. Thanks for listening today.